Now, throughout our whole study of the books of Kings, I've been trying to highlight what the author highlights, and that is the word of the Lord. Whatever God says happens. And that's something really throughout this entire study, all 80 or so uh, lessons we've had so far, we always see this from the opening pages of the Bible. God is a God who speaks and what he says happens. You can always count on it. Now, as we come into this, this story, which is really my, uh, my favorite story, I would say, in the books of Kings, maybe one of my favorite stories in the entire Old Testament. And you're going to have to listen to the whole thing or else you're going to think I'm kind of strange. But uh, as we look at this story, I want you to think, after listening to all of these lessons, do you believe the word of the Lord? I mean, isn't that really the issue with the kings? I mean, reaching back even into First and Second Samuel, what, the, what kind of uh, shapes the whole life of the king or the destiny of the different kings is what they do with the word of the Lord. Do they believe it? Do they respond to it? Or do they reject it? Do they scorn it? Do they spurn it? What do you believe about the word of the Lord? This is a story that I think more, maybe more than any other story I've read in the Old Testament challenged me years ago about that very thing. Do I really believe that God will do what he says? Now, what's the story? Second Kings chapter six, and I want to look down at verse 24. It says, afterward, so you got more stuff happening with Elisha and, uh, and the kings in uh, Israel. It says, afterward, Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria. Now you remember, Syria has been uh, a long-standing enemy of, of Israel. Well, the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, gets his entire army together, and he goes up and he lays siege to the city of Samaria. That's the capital in the northern kingdom. The king of Samaria comes in and lays siege to the city. So he surrounds the city, cuts off everything from going in and out. And of course, that results in horrific famine, uh, hunger, and disease, and all kinds of horrible stuff happening in a city when it's under siege. And you see in 2 Kings 6.25, it says, and there was a great famine in Samaria as they besieged it. Now, how bad was it? The author wants to tell you, wants to tell you, well, this is how much it costs to buy a donkey's head. And you think, why would I want to buy a donkey's head? Well, if there was no food anywhere in the entire city, maybe you would consider buying a donkey's head to try to scrape off something uh, to eat, maybe. You know, so it says, it was so bad that even a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. That's like two pounds of silver people are handing over to buy the head of a donkey. And, you, and the fourth part of a, of a measurement, a cab of dove's dung, was sold for five shekels of silver. And we're like, what in the world? This, this, the point is, this is the worst kind of famine you could ever imagine. There is no food anywhere left in the city. Things are, are horrific in Samaria because the city is under siege. All right, so you got this. You got the setting. Okay, now this is. It's not over yet. There's more to the setting, and it's and it's going to be hard to even read and to think about what it says. Now, if you have ears to hear this, you you might hear a text from way back in Deuteronomy. Remember when Moses, before they ever entered the land, 
in Deuteronomy 27 to 30, he said that you'll go into that land, but if you disobey God's words, curses will fall on you. And one day it will lead to the cities coming under siege and this kind of stuff happening in the cities until the land vomits you out. That's what Moses warned would happen. It may be generations, and now we're looking hundreds of years later after Moses. It may be generations later, Moses says, but, but this is what God will do if you keep rejecting his words. Now, let's look at the story. This is 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 26. So you get the king of Israel, and he's passing by on the wall, and, and a woman cries out to him saying, Help, help my Lord, O king. And, and you love the king's response. This is the king of Israel, one of Ahab's uh, descendants. And, and he says, if the Lord won't help you, how will I help you? That's the kind of king you want, right? From, uh, but then he asks, well, what, what's your trouble? What do, you, what do you want? And she said, and listen to what she says. I mean, if, if you can handle it. 2 Kings 6, verse 28. She says to the king of Israel, this woman over here, said to me, give your son so that we can eat him today and we'll eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. But then on the next day, I said to her, well, give your son so we can eat him. But she has hidden her son from us, from me. So I don't have any food. Lord, the king, help me. Now, did you follow what, what I just read? What a, this is hard to even hear this, right? But this is actually what Moses predicted would happen. Things would get so bad in the city, this kind of stuff would be happening. She says that, you know, we, we ate one of the, the sons, but now she's hiding the other son. And when the king hears this, what do you think he does? Because if he knows God's words and he hears this terrible, terrible story about what's happening, you'd have to think he's going to think back, right, to what Moses said would happen. And, and maybe it'll lead him to repent and to lead the people to repent and to actually listen to God's words and to cry out to the Lord. I mean, this is what you would hope, but you know what he does? He, he says in response, May God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha remains on his shoulders today. See, he knows Elisha, and, and he's listened to Elisha a little bit here and there. Elisha's helped him a little bit, but now he hears this, and you know he says, I'm done with the Lord. I'm done with the Lord's prophets. I'm going to kill Elisha. That's his response to this lady's terrible story. So Elisha's sitting back at home. He eventually like hears that the king is going to come and he's going to try to, he's going to send somebody and uh, he wants to kill Elisha. And uh, you, you read on and this guy comes uh, to try to get Elisha. And the messenger comes down to him and this is in verse 33. says, this, this trouble is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer. This is like the, the king has, has basically said, I'm not doing anything else with the Lord. I, and Elisha knows 
the king wants to kill him, the man of, the, of God. And so listen to what Elisha says. This is 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. You have to listen very carefully to what he says. He says, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, a sea of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now you say, I don't understand those measurements. What, what is he saying? Well, what he's saying is, listen, this is the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, this time of day, prices for everything will be back to normal. You'll be able to buy flour. You'll be able to buy barley for one shekel. Remember, you're buying dove's dung for five shekels and donkey's heads for 80 shekels. And he says, tomorrow, this is what God tells you. Everything's going to be back to normal. You're going to be able to buy flour for one shekel. Now, as you hear that, you think there's, I mean, we just heard a story that the same day a lady went to the king and said, she shared her grievance that her friend isn't cooking her son like she agreed to. So we have some food. I mean, this, there is no food in the city of Samaria. And Elisha says, in response to them coming to get them, this time tomorrow, everything's going to be back to normal. Do you believe that that's possible? Do you think the guy who heard Elisha say this, the messenger thought this was possible? I mean, we think there is, there's just no way, right? If you really enter into the story, it's kind of like a crisis of faith. Can, that, can God actually do that? Can he? I mean, I've seen him keep his word, but can he keep his word on this? 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 2. Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, because there's this captain who's, who hears this. He says, if the Lord himself would make windows in heaven, could this thing happen? But then Elisha says to him, you're going to see it with your own eyes, but you're not going to eat any of it. Do you think that can happen? I mean, not just that there'll be all this food there tomorrow, but that this guy who's listening to Elisha will see it with his own eyes, but he won't get to taste of any of it. Think, how is that possible? And that's why I love the story. Do It forces you to enter into the story and it's it. Do I believe that God can do what he says he can do. Do you? Do you believe the word of the Lord? Well, the next day, what happens? Next day, four lepers who were at the entrance of the gate of Samaria start talking to each other. And, and they're thinking, what, why, why are we staying here in the city and dying? Why, why don't we just walk out to the Syrian army and just 
see if they'll give us some food. I mean, what's the worst thing that they could do to us? They could kill us, but we're, we're dying. We're literally dying of hunger. And so these four lepers who probably had to stay together, you know, cause they're unclean. They, they walk out to just go talk to the army and say, we need some food. Will you give us something to eat? Okay. Now what happens? They get out there and there's no one left from the army, but all of their stuff is still there. This is second Kings chapter seven, verse six. And you say, what, what happened? Second Kings seven, verse six, the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sounds of chariots and horses of a great army. And they said, the king of Israel has hired some help from some other kings and they're coming after us. And so the whole Syrian army fled in such a hurry, they left all their stuff. And these lepers walk out and they find food everywhere. And so what do they start doing? They start eating and drinking and nobody knows. And they're just taking all of the goods. And finally, what do they start to feel? They start to feel guilty. I mean, people are inside the city and they've been eating their kids. So they think this isn't right. And they say, this is a day of good news of what God has done. And so it's not right to keep the good news to ourselves. So the lepers come into the city. The lepers come in and they start giving the good news to the people. The Syrians have left. And, but the leaders of Israel think that they've, they've just gone out so that we'll come out. They've, they're in hiding. And if we go out, they're going to ambush us. So they send out some people to kind of spy it out. And then they realize... It's true. There's nobody out here, but all their stuff is out there. And so 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 16. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a sea of fine flour was sold for how much? For a shekel. And two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. This time tomorrow, prices back to normal. Did you believe that could happen? But you say, what about that? That captain guy, remember him? Now the king had appointed the captain, this is Second Kings 7, 17, on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate of the city while the people go out. And the people trampled this guy in the gate so that he died. And the, as the man of God had said when he had come, how he had said, you will see it with your eyes. He saw all the food out there and they trampled him in the gate on their way out because they were so hungry and he died and he never tasted any of it. Just like God had said at multiple levels, this story shows us that there is nothing that God cannot do. He can conquer armies on his own. He can provide food overnight. He can do anything and everything that he says exactly when he wants it to happen, exactly how he wants it to happen, because the word of the Lord always proves true. Do you believe the word of the Lord?